Hello, Google. We are live. Uh, shortly, we'll be live on Alpha Geek, and maybe I'll even have some co-hosts. Let's see. So, where's Pandora turned there? Right? Let's do this. There's Jeremy. Hey. Hey. Why is there no sound, stupid, dumb, stupidness? Jeremy's here, but into fast. We have technical problems. Technical problems. <laughs> and pink. I think. I can't. I can't. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm putting us on Alpha Geek. We we quite nearly have the trifecta. We're doing a show. We're doing a show in our time slot, so it can be on Alpha Geek. Uh, but we don't have all the hosts. It's close. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, we're getting there. Who's that? Oh, that's the host of the Gary bag. The Gary, yeah. the Gary bedroom. The Gary's bedroom. bed. Gary's bed is joining us. Um, chat, chat, chat. Oh, it's there. I am so not with it tonight. I haven't been with it for a week. <laughs> Hey, look, we have sound. Silence! Uh, where did that go? Well, I did a bunch of work on a document today, and I can't find it. Oh, I have it up. Isn't that, well, is that frightening document. in and of itself? That's probably why you can't find it. <laughs> um, the other work I did on the how to do the show notes. Oh, on that document? Oh, I don't know where it is. That's okay. I did. If it's in our folder, I did resort our folder. I don't know if that affects your view or not. Oh, it 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 is possible that I just I'm an idiot. That's likely, or I was looking in the wrong place. Uh, oh, show notes. Jeez. I'm an idiot. I'm just going to let that hang out there. Uh, and not give you any positive reaffirmation at all. Yeah. It's, it's, it could be nice and say, Gary, yes, of course you're an idiot. Or you, <laughs> you know, call me Jeremy. No. <laughs> but you can call me Gary if you want. That's fine. Yeah, Gary. Jerry, Jeremy. I'm, I'm picking up for Rob. The California guy. Yeah. <laughs> the other California guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think we're ready on this end. We just need Gary. <laughs> More than Gary's bed. Oh, let's see. It needs to be about 20% cooler. You know nothing, Jens. 
I don't like that this is cutting off my sound clips. You get nothing. You You get nothing. You lose. Can you, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. I hear you. Although our connection seems to be cutting in and out. But I don't think that's you. I think that might be the inter interwebs. I'm having issues uh, just hearing from the hear recording computer to the studio computer. I'm which is not a good sign. <laughs> well, that's an unfortunate click. <laughs> the crickets? Has it made Gary go away? Yeah. It made Jeremy. That's better. I can hear clicks and pops. I'm guessing that's Keith trying to get his uh, iPad ready for the awesome sound effects. Uh, yeah, that's loud. Wow. Is I it my good mic or my crappy mic? That's your good mic. Okay. So yeah, I'm 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 losing myself. <laughs> I'm losing the audio from the from the recording computer, but it looks like it's playing. So I'm just gonna let it go, and I'm gonna assume all on time. Um, how can we tell? Well, if they get cut off in the middle and you don't hear the end of them, you'll know. Do you want me to log into my other computer and check? If you can hear them, they're probably fine. Oh yeah, I could hear those. Yeah. Sound so sound? it did it play the whole Rickroll thing? Yes. It looked like it did. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I, I I need a glass, don't I? And a beer. Yep, that's <laughs> uh I got two beers. What kind of glass do we use for porters? Tulip. Tulip. Yeah, I got my tulip one ready with my with my snazzy Deschutes uh, koozie on it. Mm. Uh, let me go. Hold on. It took me forever to figure out what this koozie was supposed to fit. By the way. So if it's the tulip glass. If it's the tulip glass. <laughs> if you've got one of these and you've been trying to put it on bottles, it does not work. <laughs> it fits I was, a tulip I was, glass. This one said it's supposed to be a stout glass. Okay, that's probably close enough. But I do have one of these. Okay. Well, actually, I have multiple of these, but only one with me. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think I'll use this one. Which ones are we, are we drinking first? So we're going to do the Dublin because it's lower alcohol and work, yeah. work our way up? Sure. Sounds good to me. Okay. Where's Rob? There's no Rob today. He's camping. Oh. We're it. Slacker? Yeah. We're it. I was telling Jeremy, this is almost the trifecta. We're doing a show. We're in the right time slot so we can be on Alpha Geek. And we have three out of four hosts. <laughs> so do we, do we have actual topics? We yeah. have a couple. Oh. Because Rob's usually the one that takes care of the astronauts. 
You should you should read the show notes or the outline. You know, that's what a responsible host would do. And where would I find that, Keith? <laughs> uh, Docs.google.com in the shared folder. I happen to have it up right now. Are you feeling okay? Uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, we're only on episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get through that. Apparently, we so don't change the seasons this time of year. Apparently, we do it in November now. So yeah. Okay. I guess I guess I forgot when Blip canceled the other show. Is when we changed seasons. <laughs> it wasn't on. Is that is that what determined the start? Yeah, we well, we, we originally started right around St. Patrick's Day, so that was our traditional season change mm-hmm. or yearly change. But I think what happened was Blip went under or got bought, and they changed formats and kicked us off. Um, probably a new version of the show in November. Uh, but it's been four freaking years, so now I can barely remember that. <laughs> so does this... I'm, 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 oh, yeah, they do. Okay. That's weird. This list is not in order. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that list is ugly, the way that starts off. They just they just mention, like, three three of the numberings on it, and then they just give you the list. Wow, there, I, there's one. Okay, we'll save that for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm tracking with you on that. <laughs> All right, so... Welcome to PNR Show Season Four, Episode Nine, Guinness Porter. I'd rather have lager than pie. I'll take a strong stout over stride. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me lager for life. This is the part of the show where Rob would say something about deep, dark corners of the interwebs where he normally lives. But today, he's in the deep, dark corners of the forest, so I got to do the damn opening. What's up with that? Hey, guys. It's PNR show. That's yeah, that was a great opening. And that's Gary. And I'm Keith. And we're here. We're here to do that's a St. Patty's Day show. That's got to be the best opening we've had maybe ever. But in case you hear all, keeps cutting out on the studio PC. <laughs> so yeah, you, you just actually cut out too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I have a feeling this is not going to work real well. That's um, okay. But, It'll be an but, awesome show. Yeah. Well, I'm, I can see on the recording computer that everything's happening, so I'm just going to pretend that I'm not stepping on you guys when I start talking again. <laughs> all right, we'll just never shut up. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, what would a PNR show be without technical difficulties? So here we are. Uh, this is uh, I'm, I'm Keith. I don't know why we do this at the top of the show. I'm, I'm reading the show notes in the doc for the first time in like a year. So uh, apparently I'm supposed to say now that our website is pnrshow.com. Our email is pnrshow at gmail.com. You can catch and tune in to alphageekradio.com we're on channel three right now live and gary is at always breaking on twitter jeremy is at jeremy books on twitter rob when you can find him on the grid 
is at Red Rob, and I am at Wolfman K. So, and we're all in a Slack chat room, all like 24 7, 365. And if you want to join us there, all you got to do is drop us an email and we'll send you an invite. We'd love to have listeners join us there. It even happens time to time. We get like one new listener a year in the Slack room. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing when so that happens. Due. Does our listener have any feedback this week? No. <laughs> well, for the listeners that join us, that's about right. All right come on. You got to get on the ball. Who's on the ball? What? Me? I said, I, I, no, I said Aaron's got to get on the ball. I know. He's got to bring, bring friends with him. So anyway, hi, Aaron. <laughs> our latest Slack Room edition. Um, so we're going to jump right into it because we're thirsty. This week we are, in honor of St. Patty's Day, we're drinking Guinness, but we're not drinking Guinness Stout. We're not even drinking Guinness Export Stout. We are drinking two different Guinness that are available here in the States, only in the Guinness Brewers Pack, which is new this year. So we've got two of them. One of them is the Dublin Porter which is 3.8% alcohol. So we're going to start with that one because it's low. Yeah, we're going to have to be careful on the show tonight. We'll yeah. And then the other one, it doesn't say on it, which a little yeah, frightens me after the other one. It's six. It's six. It's six. six? Okay, so that's a regular one. So we're going to drink these. But because we're doing two, I think we're going to skip our latest trend of waiting till the end of the show to rate them. So let's just, uh, we'll drink one. Maybe we'll do a segment and then we'll drink the other one. And we'll just review them as we drink them, like we used to do. Yeah. We'll have to do. Okay. A, uh, we're doing the blue label, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the Dublin Porter, the three point eight, the baby, the baby porter. And these baby are only eleven point two ounces. They're kind of jipping us on the beers here. Not even a full twelve. Well, they're metric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. <laughs> no. No, there are people ounces. in England throwing beer bottles at me right now. If we had somebody listening in England, I'd be ecstatic for having. It's interesting because uh, Guinness has been uh, making a push towards craft beer um, in the run and the United States because they're opening shortly uh, uh, an East Coast production facility, which they haven't had in the United States in a few hundred years. And uh, and then they're making this push to start doing some more specialty brews, or at least we're starting to see them over here. I don't know. Maybe they've always done these. Uh, let's say no, it's a brand new yeah. thing. For America, which is really all that matters, right? Uh, Trump. Is there something else? Go. Yes. Go, Trump. Anyway, I'm smells good. Glad that, you know, it does. It smells like a porter. It smells really nice. So let's say, let's say this is a recipe from their Brewer's Diaries dating to 1796. Sweet and smooth with malt and dark caramel notes. Sounds good. It, so, it smells a little sweet. Yeah, definitely getting a little bit of caramel on the nose. Mm. The porter should be dark and sweet, though. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, in honor of Rob right. not being here, our missing man formation for the night, Prost. Well, it um, it tastes like oh, a man. porter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very light, very light bodied for a porter. I always think of porters as a little lighter than stouts, anyway. Yeah, this is uh, wow. 
it really captures all the porter flavor. Uh, you notice that it's light in alcohol, but it doesn't take away from it. It's it's very approachable. Yeah, as a dark beer goes, which I guess Guinness is too. So I guess that may be in its nature. It definitely has a lot of similarities to Guinness Stout to me. I think I say this once a year at this time of year, but I, I once heard this from a brewer. Um, so I, the uh, the real difference between a stout and a porter is the way the brewer feels at the time he puts the malts in. Yeah. So <laughs> there's really not technically a whole lot different going on there. Uh, to no, me, they're... stouts are drier and porters are sweeter, but they're, they really come from the same recipes. Yeah, they're, they're very close. And that's so you would expect this to be close to a Guinness stout. But this tastes like, um, I mean, it's a Dublin porter, so, and it was brewed in Dublin. But uh, when I was in London, I had a couple of, um, you know, in English beers. And this definitely tastes more in that vein than what we get over here in the States normally. Because um, like when I think of porters, I think of Black Butte Porter from Deschutes. And, mm. um, which, which is, is, a, is, a, is a thick, chewy kind of porter, as Rob would say. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is not that. This is definitely a drink several of these in a night, just a beer to hang out with. Um, but it, it has, a, I don't know, it has a quality of the beers that I had that were more of the English, UK type of beers, um, or Irish in this case. Porters were originally a lower alcohol beer, weren't they? They were. A, they were kind of a, yeah. a beer you could drink all day. They were kind of the original session beer. So that would make sense. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. Who's coming for who? They'll never find me. Yeah, he drove right by. <laughs> no. Um, so that would make sense. If this, was, if this dated back to 1796, this would be closer to... One of the original recipes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, drinkable, it's and and it really doesn't suffer from being only three point eight percent alcohol. So I, I like it. I like it a lot. I would buy that. I might even buy that over Guinness if it were readily available. Yeah, it's not. It's too bad it's not because um, there are a lot of times where I'm actually looking for lower alcohol beers and I want something that's not, you know, nine or ten or twelve percent uh, yeah. to drink. And, um, it's there, it's it's getting harder and harder these days to find a beer that's like under seven percent. Yeah, it just seems like everything. It is, is true. Like um, yeah, as the craft beer pushes happen to get more and more in them, I think the alcohol levels go up a little bit naturally and, and a little bit on intention. So, yeah, I think so. People like to think they're getting something for all the extra money they're paying for a craft beer. Yeah, they're getting drunk. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, so, I, we're going to throw away Rob's stupid idea of writing them at the end and just write them now, right? Yeah, I think we should rate this one now. We'll do our first topic and then we'll do the other one. Okay. Well, um, it's, it is a little thin. It does lack a little body. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't have a lot of texture to it, but it does have um, a good flavor. And for a beer that's got, you know, almost no alcohol in it, uh, it's pretty good. It's got a nice, 
uh, porter feel to it. Like I said, it, it definitely, I don't know, it, it feels like an English beer. Like, like I could see this being something that was uh, served in abundance over across the pond. So I think I'm going to give this, uh, we're on a 10-point scale, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to give this a 7. Seven. All right, I'm I'm going to agree, um, and I'm hoping I'm not, I'm not stepping on on Jeremy, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to agree. Seven's a good rating for this. It's just a little thin, but not like I said. It really doesn't take away much from it. Um, if anything, it makes it really quaffable. I mean, you could kill one of these things and then and then sip on the next one. Um, and I kind of like that in a beer from time to time. And it's definitely unique in a dark beer. So I'm I'm going to say it's a seven. It's a, it's a real solid porter. Um, and coming from a, a, a large producer like Guinness, this is this is impressive. I like it. Yeah, I think it's really a nice beer, especially for a lower alcohol beer. It has a lot of flavor, really nice malty nose, and a, a decent finish with enough bitterness that you taste it, but it's not the overwhelming Rob killing bitterness. Um, that's it's a clean finish. Yeah, very very nice, and it it doesn't it doesn't linger for a long time, but it 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 it's there. Yeah. Um, probably this would be nice with food too. Wouldn't, wouldn't overwhelm the food. Really drinkable. Uh, uh, nice definitely steak. definitely a sessionable beer. I'm gonna give it an eight because I think for what they've got out of this beer, and the the profile of a porter that they have in here at the low alcohol they've really done something special it's a, i really like this so that averages out to a 7.3 um untapped had this as just over a three uh which is close to a seven on our scale so that's we're in line with that Beer advocate actually rated this one really high um, yeah i'm betting it, people dogged it for being a, a little Kind of like that, yeah. But uh, beer advocate, they um, they gave it an eighty, so that's a, a decent score. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting the the picture that's on beer advocate is not the bottle that we have. It looks like um, closer to like a twenty two ounce size bottle. Hmm, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be like the right amount for this beer because, like you said, it being the low alcohol, um, you could drink that much, right? I mean, it, it'd be easy, you know, a couple of glasses, and that would be a great beer for an evening. Yeah, that's, that is really good. Hey, look at that. Yeah. St. Patrick's badge. Hey, yeah. we'll take it. I'll have to log gotta, in a little bit. Well, let's we push on and hit our too. first nice. topic uh, right after I play this. He says, there we go. Okay, that, that cut off for everyone, just not me, right? It cut right. Off. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Speakeasy Brewery is closing up shop, huh? Yeah, that's, uh, they, they closed their doors last Friday, I believe, uh, after 20 years in business in the Bay Area. Um, hmm. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was my favorite beer, but it was always a solid choice. Um, the Big Daddy was a nice IPA, and their Baby Daddy was one of the better session IPAs, I think. But they just apparently couldn't make it make it work. Yeah, they they did some uh, expansion a few years back and got some financing to to finance that expansion. And um, it kind of sounds like things didn't go so well in terms of maybe sales after that expansion. So they were having a, a hard time paying back the creditor. Um, so they decided to uh, cease operations. And I mean, the notice they had out, if, um, we'll put the link in the the notes, but um, on March 10th, they said they're going to cease operations immediately. So... I'm kind of surprised um, yeah. that, that nobody picked them up as far as, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of craft beer companies are expanding by buying up smaller breweries and sometimes rolling them under themselves, but other times just letting them operate. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of like. Yeah, they're, um, they, they went from 15,000 barrels a year. And in 2015, they expanded that to 90,000 barrels. That's a big jump. Yeah, that's that's a big jump. And um, I, like I said, I've seen I see them around a lot of places um, in the stores, uh, at bars, uh, you know, restaurants and things like that. But um, that's uh, that's a shame. Cause, um. Yeah, it's it, they never must have put together the marketing and the distribution to go with all that ninety thousand barrels. It's it's too bad we didn't know about it because that would have been pretty cool to be able to pick that up and have the uh, PNR Brewery. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got, I got seven and a half million laying around. We could have just you know paid off the creditor and had that. Yeah, and have the have the brew. Wow, Gary, you got seven million laying around to spend on more about our operations and production quality yeah the, the, the awkward silences tonight are pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure <laughs> sometimes there's a silence and i'm not sure if it's because keith cut off for me and everybody else can hear him so i don't know if i should talk yeah i know i'm i, I can see who's talking when i look at at the, at the apple but uh, I can't not always hear it so i wait for that to stop before i start again which is making for i'm sure great pauses yeah, it's awesome. Everybody, listen to this in fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, your podcast app will uh, cut out silence gaps in your show. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one to have. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this is—it's a little sad. They—they've been kind of like a staple around the area, and I—I I haven't had all of their beers. I'm not sure I've had Baby Daddy. Yet. I maybe I could probably look it up, but, um, but yeah, they—they they made some solid but uh, they they didn't have anything that was like truly outstanding. It seems like every um, most brewers have something that is kind of like their flagship beer, like uh, Lagunas IPA, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, you know, Arrogant Bastard or Stone IPA for them, Sam Adams, Boston Lager, and Speakeasy made a lot of great, you know, just, just good beers, but. Um, I don't know. There was nothing of theirs that really stood out. It's like, yeah, they, they kind of nailed this recipe. For me, they were they were good, and I would I would definitely drink them. And, um, but when I went to the market, 
there were so many choices around that they they didn't stand out to me as something I wanted to buy because I, I they kind of it was always the same stuff that they had. Yeah, I think I think that's a problem that a lot of uh, craft brewers have is uh, that they haven't developed yet or or uh, or gotten the 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 real you know star of the show to go out and market nationwide with. Um, I worry about some of the smaller brewers producing great beer, but they don't have a consistent go-to. Hey, this is our beer. This is what we're known for. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I mean, most most breweries have a lot of beers, and they do a lot of like seasonals and specialty things. While they have like kind of the mainstay production ones, yeah. and I didn't see a lot of variety out of Speakeasy. And you know, kind of scrolling through their list of beers on. Um, Beer Advocate, they actually have more than I've seen. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know if they were like brewery only or things like that, but stuff that I just simply did not see and have never never had a chance to try. So, yeah, it's really the the prohibition. I think was probably their what they would call the flagship. That's the one you saw on tap a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good, but I I think Big Daddy was a better beer. It seems like Prohibition was there, the the flagship. That's the one you saw. Yeah, but it it wasn't a standout. Like it, like no. it might have been their flagship, but it wasn't a standout. Like no, what what kind of beer was it? What was Prohibition? IPA. An IPA. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe a, a lighter IPA though. Oh no, no Prohibition rich. was um. It was, it's a it's, it's like an a rich I, I was, rich amber. I was thinking a big. Yeah, I was. I actually had. I don't. I haven't checked into to prohibition. I'll have to go find some. Uh, let's see. Uh, they call it an American Amber Ale. Yeah. I'll see if I can find some of this stuff in cans and add it to the next pack, so we can. That would be some. great. It would be. It'd be kind of interesting to 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 taste a dead beer, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Big Daddy was what I was thinking of as IPA. Not. Yeah, and that that was a that was a solid beer, but yeah, it wasn't a standout IPA. They, it, I was it was to, they have one on the on Untapped that is uh, massacre Belgian style imperial stout. I would have I've never seen that. I would have that liked to try that. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, so they have a, a variety. So, but pretty much in the market, it was Baby Daddy, uh, Big Daddy, Prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah, that was kind of it. That's like that's what I saw. So. Yeah, it is a bummer. Yeah, sad to see uh, local businesses kind of go out, but uh, you know, hopefully they can pull something together. It sounds like they're going to try to pull something together. It doesn't sound like they, you know, the the brewery itself. Their tone was more like we're you know we're trying to figure this out, but we have to stop operations. Yeah, but you know, you know how that goes. They didn't burn it. Yeah. Out. Well, once they stop operations, it's going to become much harder to much less attractive for someone else to take them over. That's for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it could, they, although with the facility there, it's possible that someone will just scoop up the facility and start something. Yeah. Yeah. Their creditor could turn around and sell their, their brewing operations to someone else. Yeah. I could see that happening. So speaking of beer, Uh, actually stones opening up a place in Napa. So really in the heart of wine country. So, um, my glass is empty. 
yeah, yeah. One too. Yeah, it seems like we ought to we ought to try this other one here. We're gonna add some alcohol. So we're moving porter. on to the uh, West Indies Porter, which is also brewed at St. James Gate. This, this one is uh, still not 12 ounces, but it's uh, <laughs> 6% alcohol, so it's it's a more respectable beer. And uh, this recipe porter. is a little newer. It dates to 1801. Yeah. Whoa. It's All these millennial beers. Complex yet mellow. Hoppy with notes of toffee and chocolate. My my head exploded on that one. I don't know what. You know, it's kind of bigger. Whoa. I was not paying attention, and I've got a whole glass of foam now. Mm. I had about I had about two inches, but ah. it's going. It's it's doubling. It's really it with my beard. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> I'll be enjoying that one later. <laughs> Let's see. This is the West Indies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Got definitely more of like a toffee caramel kind of smell than the other one. Yeah, it does it does smell a little sweeter to me? Yeah, less less of the malty, roasty, and more of the sweetness. This is a dessert beer. There's definitely more right. nose on the other one. Really, I got I got a lot more out of this one. I can smell the sweetness, but that's it. I'm not getting any of the complexity in the nose. All right, well, let's drink it and find out. Bottoms up. Gross. A little more complex. Yeah. But still really approachable, really smooth, and really clean finish. This almost has like a Newcastle kind of flavor to me. Mm. Not quite as burnt caramel as Newcastle, but yeah. I can see what you're saying. I would definitely pick this one over the other one. It's got... It's a little fuller. It, it's more complex. It's got a, a definitely more pronounced bitterness. Um, a little more, mm-hmm. a little smoother toffee, toffee flavor maybe. Um, yeah, but not quite as chuggable. No, that, that other one is a slower strict. drinking beer. Yeah, for sure. Which is good. We need that now. Definitely smooth. Um, way smoother than a regular porter or a craft porter. Yeah, that's good. Maybe we should uh, follow the Rob protocol and, and save this one till the end. That way we All can right. sip it slowly as we move along instead of having to drink the whole thing. Okay. Rob protocol in place. All right. So let's go to our next topic, which is I just kind of posted this randomly in our chat today, our Slack channel, pnrshow.slack.com. Ask us for an invite. And uh, <laughs> we, 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 started, we started to kick it around, and we decided to talk about it on the show. But Men's Journal has a list of the 50 big craft beer companies, which is an interesting list only because big and craft beer doesn't always go together as being the best craft beer. In fact, a lot of times it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, 
So I want. I just want to. I want to kind of quick touch on the top ten that they have thoughts, and then maybe like the bottom five or ten. Okay. And just just see there. And if there's bring up, that's fine too. But but the so, top ten. But this isn't. This is in terms of volume of beer that they produce. Yeah. All right. So let's be clear about the criteria. It's not based on what people like, how they're rated. It's yeah. It's based not. Popularity is largest producing. Oh, ranked by volume of beer sales. Volume of beer sales. So you, that's considering, um, and when we get into the list, uh, this will become obvious. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> like uh, large venues, I'm thinking like uh, conferences, conventions, casinos, you know, uh, big event type venues uh, would, you know, count for huge volumes. So um, I can see why some of these are there. All right, can you, yeah. you can rattle them off. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll count them down. The number 10 on the list is Oscar Blues, which is one of my favorites. And I didn't realize they were quite so big until I realized that they, they kind of pulled them out in the list in the article up above and explained that they include like four other craft brews under their name that I didn't even know they owned. So that, that kind of makes up wow. for it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, including it, cigar Cigar City, which is pretty pretty big craft brewer in, in its own right. So that's and Los probably Waters. I didn't know they were part of Oscar Blues. Yeah, yeah, um, big fan of Oscar Blues. So I, I like to see them in the top ten. Uh, and of course, one of our show favorites, as long as Rob own at number nine, uh, Deschutes at number eight. Which you know, Gary, Gary sends us Deschutes, and they are always amazing. And I had no idea that they were that big. Their their brewery and bend is huge. It's got to be. It's it's made number eight on the list, and they're still not distributed on the East Coast. So seriously, what the hell are you guys doing out there besides drinking to shoot? We're drinking to shoot. You can't <laughs> have it. I know. <laughs> that really sucks. Uh, Oscar Blues and Stone both have breweries on the East Coast, uh-huh. and Stone actually has them in, in Germany. So. They're getting distribution because they have multiple facilities to shoot. I- and and even before was on the East Coast, they were readily available here too. So, yeah, I, and I want to say Deschutes has one in North Carolina as well. So oh, really, Ooh. yeah, they make, make their way so. north. Yeah. Um, number seven is Bell's, which I didn't realize was so big either, but because uh, it just showed up, I think about two years ago in New York. Um, not one of my favorites, though. I, I generally I like to try the bells, and I, I generally don't like them that much. What's their two hearted? Is that their two hearted? Is their a big IPA? Yeah. 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 yeah it's okay. That doesn't that doesn't really do any much for me. Yeah, it's it's, it's not, not bad, a, but I think they're out of Michigan or something California. like that, and it's a very it's a very middle of the country. A little bit like East Coast, can't really make up its mind. So no. okay. yeah. Um, Duval Mortgat is that? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's not the yeah, not the Duval from uh, from you know Belgium. So is I'm looking it up right now. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Um, is it? Is it Duval? Oh, Duval became a shareholder of Firestone Walker. So, oh, uh, that's Firestone. That's that's that's, that's, yeah. what kicks, that's okay. So, yeah. Duval also owns in New York, uh, Omegon Brewery Omegon, which is okay. fantastic as well. So, that explains why they're number six. They've got a bunch of other breweries too. All right, 
Yeah, and Firestone so Walker. So what about the next one? Number five is Gambrinus. I don't I don't know that one either. That's the one that we were both channeling before the show started. I, I yeah. I'm gonna have to let loose Google on that one as well. Yeah. Our brands. Uh, oh, that would be Shiner Trumer. Oh, Shiner. Well, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Shiner's huge. So that would explain I, that. I, don't they own Modelo or something too? Bridgeport Brewing, Shiner, or Trumer. Yeah. So well, they they, may, they may own Modelo, but that can't be considered a craft beer. Come on. No? I didn't know they. Uh, that's interesting. Oh. Trumer and. They, so they import Modelo and Moosehead. They own Bridgeport Brewery, Spetzville, which is the um, uh, Shiner stuff, and Pete's Wicked. Oh, Pete's. Yeah. Okay, sure. That's a big line for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, number four is New Belgium, which is, you know, out of Colorado, Fat Tire Company. Just recently yeah. got distribution in New York, finally, so they'll probably slide up a little bit, although they're awfully expensive by the time it gets out here. That stuff's really? cheap in Colorado, but <laughs> by the time it gets out here, it's that's like a good $12 to $14 a six-pack. It's really crazy. Wow. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's way too much money for that beer. It's a good beer, but it's not a great beer, so I don't buy it. Yeah, that, that's an eight or nine dollars. Uh, number three beer. is a show favorite, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, They're the good. brew camps love can't, the pale ale. Can't go wrong with pale ale. No, no. Number two, I consider the borderline of craft beer. This is kind of the top end. Uh, I would say anything yeah. beyond this isn't really craft beer, and that's Boston Beer, beer Company. They actually changed the was it the craft beer association or some whoever the yeah. industry group is they changed the definition of craft beer so that Sam Adams could still be included as craft beer. Yes, and as part of the fallout of that, we have number one. But I, you know, I think I think that's fair because Sam Adams makes a lot of beer, but they're yeah. not they're not um, run like a big corporate beer. And they do they do try to make, you know, consistent and flavorful beers. Even the Boston yeah. Lager is a pretty good beer, and Lager's not my favorite thing, but it's still when it's when that's the choice on tap, and I try it, it's it's a it's good okay. beer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. And uh, I I really like the Rebel line of IPAs that they've got. Yeah, now. Uh, the Rebels are solid, um, and they keep pushing new new things that. out with that. Um. But uh, the, the, uh, I think a function of Boston beer being kept in by those rules is that Youngling is suddenly a craft brewer, and they're the number one by volume. And I would say that that's, that's an interesting company, but it's not a craft beer company, guys. Come on. They haven't done anything What's different. What's interesting is that they are, I don't know how far west they go, but... Uh, I've only ever been able to get Youngling when I'm on an eastern seaboard yeah. state. Yeah, I don't see it out here. Yeah, well, I mean, and I'm okay with that, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's an okay yeah, beer. Okay. It's better than than Bud, uh, for sure, and Coors, but it's not craft beer level, in my opinion. No, it's, it's just not. It's... Yeah. Uh, so whenever, whenever I've been at like trade shows in Vegas and uh, things like that. Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, typically safe, and, and Bud Coors, those kinds of things. But usually Sam Adams is there. If, if it's on the East Coast, then it's young. That's what's at the big news. So. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised my Vegas trip that there wasn't a better craft beer selection at the casino. I was a little shocked by that. Yeah, the casinos. I don't know. There, there's actually you can get good craft beer in Vegas. But, um, the casinos, you can get you know Sam Adams. You can generally get there and end up Bud Coors kind of combos. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, there. So, so uh, other than uh, so, you know, th- there's a, there's a lot of things that don't surprise me in the top two. The names did surprise me are really just holding companies for other breweries. So I think so. Yeah, those breweries. Yeah, like the Duval and and Inverness. There, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me when you see the brands that they have. So there's there's really truly nothing shocking in the top ten. It's kind of what I would expect they, out of the top. The 10. Youngling surprised me. I didn't. Uh, I, it surprised me at number one. I thought Boston Beer would be one. Yeah, I, I didn't. I never think of Youngling they, as uh, a they've craft fallen beer. Uh, a lot in the last few years. In fact, Boston Beer is struggling uh, a little more than they ever have. Um, I think because so much competition out there now, um, they're they're struggling to keep up with stuff. There's a lot of articles but, about them. Uh, really considering downsizing and a whole lot of other stuff going on in the beer market right now. Um, so the bottom of the list, in in theory, this should be the most amazing stuff because it just barely made the list as far as production. So this should be where where the really the gems are, in my opinion. Um, starting to go into fifty, uh, Bear Republic, a brewery we like on the show and we do not drink enough Wait, of. Bear Republic. Number Bear 40. Republic is number 40. Oh, oh, bottom 10. Yeah. Okay. Bottom Sorry. 10. Bottom 10. I thought, I thought we were going bottom up. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bear no, Republic. I'm, I'm, oh, man. The Racer 5 and Racer 10 stuff. Oh, the, was it Cafe Racer? The 15? Yeah. Boy, that, that is amazing beer. Yeah. I mean, Bear when Republic, it, hands down, some of the best uh, IPAs and stuff we've had on the show, without a doubt. And and I don't think we've had a Bear Republic beer on the show in, in, in two years now. So, we really need to fix yeah, that. We'll have to rectify that. So, it, I live in Petaluma, so this is where Lagunitas' hometown is. And Bear Republic is just, you know, a uh, half hour up the road. Um, if I'm in a supermarket and I, and I have to pick an IPA, I am going to choose Bear Republic over Lagunitas' IPA any day. Wow. That is not even, to me, that's, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, Racer, hmm. Racer is one of the best IPAs you can get. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Um, and you'll have to go back to older shows if you want to hear us talk about it. <laughs> um, number 41 is the Carl Strauss Brewing Company. Aren't they a SoCal brewery? They're San Diego. But that, I don't, what do they make? I don't recognize any of their beers. I, you know, I, they're one of those ones I've seen. I see it in the stores. And I never really thought of them as like a craft brewer. I thought that was like a an InBev imprint or something like that. So... Um, I'm going to have to check that out. I, I mean, I, I doubt Keith or Rob will ever see their beers, but um, no. I have I seen their beer. Have seen oh, really? I have. It's not here in New York, but when I was oh. in uh, Kansas City, there was a Carl Strauss brew pub restaurant. Hmm. Wow. There. Okay. And I have to assume it's the same company. Um, and I was I was recommended. Uh, uh, I had a choice one night of going there or to a different one that was more local. And we were told, no, don't bother going to Carl Strauss. Go to this local one. So we, I didn't get in there and sample any of it, but I saw it. It exists. Okay. But and that's I, the closest thing to East Coast. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so maybe we'll pick some of those. So number forty-two is Surly Brewing Company. Not familiar with Surly. I like the I name. Don't know that. I that's that. They, that's my bike maker. I, I own a Surly, are, Surly bike because I'm a Surly guy. But they're they're out of um, Minnesota, and I've had their beer. Um, Surly, their IPA is really really good. Like it, it. Whenever if I go to the Midwest area, which I rarely ever do. Um, I look for their beers to bring back. It certainly makes some really good beers. Actually, the um, when Stone was doing their uh, was it Indiegogo or whatever their crowdfunding of their uh, oh yeah European yeah. brewery. You oh right, right, co- right, right. I remember that. You could pick a collaboration, and I chose the Stone Surly collaboration because I'd had the Surly beers and I was and they're great. So, number 43, uh, six point. That's good beer. Which is good beer. Definitely had that. Number 44 is left hand. I'm a big fan of left hand stuff. Left hand stout. Left hand milk stout is probably the best craft milk stout out there right now. It is really good. Um, Left hand's good juju is amazing if you can find it. I was in Boulder a couple of weeks ago, as I mentioned, and I did not make it to Left Hand Brewery, and I was really upset by that. But yeah, Milk South is awesome. So number forty-five is the Lost Coast Brewery. Don't know Lost Coast. Uh, they're they're um north of us in Eureka, I want to say. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's not. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't blow me away. Um. I guess they're great white. You see a, pr- a lot, which is a, a, a white white wheat beer. Uh, tangerine yeah. wheat is okay. Not Never blows me away. Yeah, great white's a very good... Uh, if you have a friend who likes uh, you know, Coors Light and you want them to have craft beer, great white's a good transition into craft beer. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's what Blue Moon should be. Mm. Yeah, it's what Blue Moon actually fits the bill as being is. Is is a lot of people take Blue Moon and they think that's better than than Bud, and then we have the door open. Yeah, I've 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 converted so many Blue Moon users to craft beer users, <laughs> <laughs> like their computer users. All right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, number forty six is Revolution Brewing. It's another one I'm not familiar with. I guess they're out of Chicago, and I've never seen their stuff out here. No, it's but great art. Lots. Great art on the cans. Oh yeah, yeah, huh. really, really cool looking. Hmm. Forty-seven is okay. North Coast, which I always want to be up here in Rochester because we uh, we consider ourselves on the North Coast of America. Uh, but North Coast Brewing is actually a California brewery. They are yep. outstanding. They, are. they do the uh, Rasputin Imperial Stout, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite imperial stouts uh they always have really interesting stuff on tap um their tasting their tasting menu is really good they Um, came out to uh there's a there's a summer beer festival here um every year that i like to go to when i can uh i didn't make it last year one year before i was at and uh it was really nice to see someone a big a bigger like well-known West Coast brewer coming all the way out to Rochester for uh, yeah. a small beer fest like that. That was really cool. So I always kind of remember them. They're, for that. Uh, 
Their scrimshaw pilsner is definitely um, kind of a standard for pilsners. Yeah, that is a nice beer. Number 48 is a new one in the last year to, to New York, and that's Avery Brewing. And I off they have some great uh, wheat beers. I'm a big fan of their of their wheat beers right now. Avery, don't they do the – I get them confused with someone else. No, I've seen their stuff. If we use the Google, so. yeah, I've, I've I've bought a few things by them to try, and I've liked everything I've bought by them. So they're they're definitely they're probably something we should w look for doing on the show. Um, but the the thing I like the most out of them is they make a white or a wheat that's uh, just phenomenal. Oh, I've had the Maharaja IPA. Somebody brought that to me from Colorado, and oh, that that, one. that wow white. White Rascal, that's I've seen that around. We'll have to see. Maharaja. We, we got to find the Maharaja if they're if they're distributing. That's <laughs> that is such a good IPA. Yeah, I'll have to look for it. Uh, I know they've got Avery at Wegmans, my local grocery store. So I'll, I'll have to see which ones they've got. We'll have to send notes around. Yeah, I, I get them confused with Abita. Oh yeah, no. Oh um, yeah, Abita's good. Sure. Avery's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think Abid is up on the list. By the way, they're they're in the like the teens or something. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So number forty nine is Real Ale Brewing Company. It looks like they're in uh, Texas. Like the name, don't have any idea what it's about. They're in Blanco, Texas, wherever that is. Uh, and so they, Rob should be able to get Rob that. should be able to get that, and maybe yeah, they've got some interesting looking beers. So maybe we could get Rob on the uh, on the trail of some real ale. Yeah, I know that that Texas Star Company or whatever it is that he likes claims that they are a real ale, which which he thinks makes him drunk faster. But whatever. <laughs> um, Love your num number fifty. The last one to make the list is BJ's Brewery. Oh, you know, I always, always said you really can't go wrong with a good BJ. So if if you're ever really wanting a beer. And, <laughs> And you're driving down the freeway, and you see, oh look, PJ's Brew House. We should go there. Uh, just go ahead and get yourself some water, and you'll be happier. <laughs> oh really? It's just That's not, not good. Come on, I did this whole this whole article was just so I could make just that joke get, at the end. Just, <laughs> just, just to get to the BJ the joke, <laughs> and you're telling me it's not <laughs> worth it? Come on. Yeah, it's not worth it. That's too uh, bad. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, you can go to Applebee's and get better beer. This, this is true. The Applebee's house brand. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one of our uh, uh, interesting stuff favorite. from the middle, the number thirty is Rogue, which Rogue is uh, good. Um, a show favorite uh, at twenty-two is Anchor. Anchor's in there. Uh, 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 Keith's favorite uh, available West Coast IPA on the East Coast, uh, the Uanita Brewing is in there. That's that's good stuff. Uh, just barely missed this list, uh, the last list because they're number thirty-nine. <laughs> so Shipyard at twenty-eight, Long Trail at twenty-four. Nice to see Twenty-First Amendment in there at number thirty-one. Yeah. What's yeah, what's an interesting? What's interesting is that uh, Lagunitas, Bellas Point, and some others were excluded from the list. 
Because they are owned by big companies now. Yeah. Well, Loganus is technically only half owned. They 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 only sold forty nine percent. So. Yeah, but um, the but the fifty one percent owner is is not a craft brewer. No, no, Loganus is a fifty one percent. Heineken's the forty nine. Oh, Heineken's the forty nine. Well, then they should have made the list. I would think. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would still consider Lagunitas craft beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually, yeah. And, and Bellis Point, I would still consider craft beer um, as well, even though they're owned. Um, they're still, you know, they're making things that you, that are truly, you know, brewing to a craft level. Um, I mean, if you've ever been to the Lagunitas Brewery, you see stuff on that menu that you're like, what in the hell was the brewer thinking? And then you have it, and it's good. So... <laughs> Actually, the right term for Lagunitas is what in the hell was the brewer smoking? That's, yes. <laughs> and, damn, so, and, and damn, this tastes good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. So. All right. Uh, there's nothing down here that's really jumping out. Everything I look at, I go, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you know. yeah I think it's a pretty good list. Uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that uh, of the number one pick. Well, it's by volume, so. Yeah. At least, it, at least it's, a, it's not a subjective it's an objective measurement so yeah no i do i say as i drown myself in my guinness porter yeah i finished <laughs> mine off it's done so so the two of these porters together make for a pretty good uh drinking experience definitely yeah i was yeah. Uh, very pleasantly surprised with both of these i'm i'm going to enjoy having them both again tomorrow on saint patrick's day while i'm eating my corned beef and cabbage pizza uh, but you don't have an Irish whiskey? That's the best way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day is to Americanize it by having corned beef and cabbage pizza. I'm going to be having Irish whiskey, so. You know, I don't know if I have a good Irish whiskey. I don't, but I'm going to a friend's that does. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I have a friend who has a good Irish whiskey. Maybe I'll go pilfer his house before he gets home. Uh, he actually has that <laughs> cask mate stuff that we were talking about, the whiskey-aged and barrel-aged stout barrels. Oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. Yeah, that's good stuff. Should we rate this beer? We yeah. Rate this beer. <clears throat> I think it's, I, it, it's different than the Dublin Porter, but it not in a bad way. It's It's a little more complex, a little more bitter. A little more alcohol, and I think it's it's at the same level. Um, I'm going to give it an eight as well. I actually like this one a little bit better than the Dublin Porter. I like I like the added bitterness. I like that it's still approachable and really smooth and a super clean finish. But if you know push comes to shove, I like having a little more alcohol in there um, with all the great qualities from the other one. So yeah, I think that bumps this on. Easy. Yeah, uh, 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 I'll have to agree. And um, it's just got a little bit more richness and body to it, uh, a little bit more complexity in the flavors. Um, it kind of gives you something different at the beginning than it finishes with. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an eight. I would definitely choose the West Indies Porter if it was like, you know, six-pack between the two of those. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a solid, uh, kind of unique tasting porter. So definitely worth trying. 
both of these are excellent, which means that uh, that that craft brewers pack or that brewers pack that they put together is definitely worth picking up. Um, if you're listening to this tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day, or you can get it even on sale uh, after, definitely worth a pickup. You're going to get three regular uh, Guinness draft in there. You're going to get three of their export stout, which is, is good too. Um, and then you get three each of these, the Dublin Porter and the West Indies Porter. And the pack itself is not terribly inexpensive, but it's not ridiculous either. I think it was under 20 bucks, if I remember I, right. Yeah, here was 13, 13 something, almost a yeah. bucket bottle. Yeah, I want to say it's somewhere around there, which makes it pretty good price for for the quality beers you're getting in it. It's definitely a steal. So I I can't recommend that enough. In fact, that might be my pick tonight because I didn't make another one yet. So I was actually (laughs) a little little concerned about these because uh, if you remember the last Guinness thing we had was that Nitro IPA. Oh, man, that was bad. And uh, I'm looking at our rating of that, and – Something happened with the Google, and it's like erased. It doesn't even have it on there on our spreadsheet. Yeah. Is it not yeah. there? The the beer is there, but there's no ratings for it. Um, <laughs> Mysteriously, they have been eliminated. Let's see. Was, I, looking at the show notes on pnrshow.com, I gave it a two, and Gary, you gave it a one. Yeah, it was just... just Apparently, it wasn't worth the effort of recording. No, it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it in. I don't know. I don't know what Rob and Keith gave it, but uh, it looks like Rob that, that, was, that night. Rob had a homebrew Newcastle, and I don't know if Keith was with us. Oh, maybe we only. Maybe it was just you and I that rated it because maybe we were the only ones that could find it. But that was so bad. You, you didn't get to try that. I might have one of those. I can send out to you, Keith. Oh, I I sent them off to college with my daughter. She came home, and I'm like. Give these extra ones to your friends that like beer, and let's see what they think about them. Um, I, I wasn't even going to keep them around the house. Um, so, so Guinness has re- redeemed themselves, in my opinion. Um, they they completely fucked up the IPA, but they did really yeah. well with the porters. Yeah. Well, now that they're building a, a, a production facility in the United States, I'm hoping that we're going to see more stuff like this because this, yeah, dark beers, Guinness. This is what you yeah. do right. This is what you know how to do. Stay well, this. The let, the, let, the ex, nice. let the experts handle the IPAs, okay? Yeah. So they, they also have, well, the um, the uh, American Blonde, the Blonde that American okay. Lager. We gave that yeah. a pretty, we gave that a 7.5 out of 10. And the they also have now a Rye Pale Ale, which I saw in the store, which sounds okay. interesting. I'd like to give that a try. That's okay. The Blonde American yeah, Lager. I, yeah, the blonde American lager was not was 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 a good beer. We said yeah. it had a good solid rating. So, yeah. All right, I think we're moving on to picks. Well, let's play some music. Are you done? Bonus points if you can recognize the music. I don't care. No, that or was from, from that's from uh, Kill Bill. No, nothing. Kill Bill. Oh, Kill Bill! I did. You cut out on me. I did. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> yes, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yep, that's totally what it was. So picks. Uh yeah, I, I haven't got a pick. <laughs> so Keith picks Hearthstone. I pick Hearthstone, which actually is about to come up with another expansion. 
And they changed the ladder rules, so it's going to be a little easier for, for newbies to, to get into it again. He says but, that every week. Yeah, yeah, Hearthstone. That's a good pick. I play that a lot. Well, no, the, the part about the expansion, I think you say that every week. Uh, well, they, they come out with two a year, so it does seem like that. Yeah. I probably haven't mentioned, I think, the last two or three, though, because I've been... Well, there. I guess considering we're like four months into the season, we've only done nine shows, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your pick. Good job. Thanks. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go with Jeremy. Jeremy, you got it. You actually have a pick. I do have a pick. Um, my my recent obsession is this uh, one bagging thing. We're going to Vietnam next week, and last year when we were in Italy, I, I got really sick of hauling around the suitcase. It was just miserable. The big heavy thing. So. There's this idea of taking one carry-on bag with everything you're going to need for a trip, no matter how long it is. And I've been reading forums and getting kind of obsessed with it, and I really like the idea. So <laughs> I, I'm going to be Jeremy obsessed with an obscure idea. Come on, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to be there 13 days, and I'm taking one small carry-on with absolutely everything, including electronics and clothing and everything. So see how that goes. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at one of these pictures. Uh, one bagging to Europe. And uh, yeah, they got. Uh, see what do they have? Uh, it looks like uh, a MacBook, maybe Air, uh, iPhones, backup batteries, a couple of locks, cables, flip flops, toiletries. Five or six shirts, pair of shoes, you know. It's uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that you can fit all this crap into one bag, I would say that uh, my family needs to take some packing <laughs> lessons from this. <laughs> I can definitely appreciate the uh, uh, the elements of, of packing light. However, I just want to say you know this because I can, and I'm this kind of guy that one bagging in Vietnam sounds like you're making it so easy for the guys who are going to rob you. Well, you got to well, keep you, your wallet and stuff tucked into your, you know. I don't know. You have you have a lot less to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think. Have you seen those like belts that, that are like uh, a regular belt, but they have a zipper on the inside where you can like slide money and stuff into? Yeah, uh, you know it, it. I've never taken any special precautions other than being aware of what's around me. Yeah. And I, I only say that really never as, had as a trouble. joke because I'm a jerk um, and want to <laughs> add that little element of fear and, and, and doubt into you as you're packing your one bag. But uh, but no, I, I think I, I th it's for me to assume that that's going to happen in Vietnam versus anywhere else is just ridiculous. Um, so yeah. you, I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, boy, the hardest part of that for me would be to bring the camera gear and get that in all one bag too because the camera gear ends up being a bag in itself. And I don't have a lot of camera gear. Oh, here's a good idea. Pack old clothes, get rid of them as you go to make room for new stuff. Oh, yeah, cameras, sorry. Yeah. Just scatter your trash along the way. Yeah. I was thinking about taking, like, uh, my Planet of the Elder shirt and wearing that and, like, seeing if somebody uh, wants to just trade me. When I when I head to Europe this summer, like you could probably get anything for a Pliny shirt. Probably, 
That's you used to be able Rob. to do that in uh, in in Western Europe or Eastern Europe. Um, Probably. You know, yeah, you, and you may still be able to, but yeah, you used to be able, if you brought in, um, you know, clearly American jeans and and t-shirts and stuff, people would pay you ridiculous amounts of money or trade you stuff for them uh, yeah, all the time. I would, I would do that. Oh hell yeah. Uh, all right. So since Keith doesn't have a pick, I'm going to, I'm going to do two. I put one in the notes, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a, like a, a negative pick. Um, well, I guess, I guess it's not really negative. It's more of a disappointment. Um, I went and saw Logan with my, uh, well, two of the three daughters that actually like superhero movies. Logan, is it Logan or is it Wolverine? Whatever the current, I think it's Logan. It's a current movie in, um, the theaters mm -hmm. about Wolverine, the X-Men thing. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I did not enjoy that movie. It was not something that I wanted to to see again. Um, I was incredibly disappointed. It was just sort of sad and depressing, and um, there was a lot of uh, not a lot, but there, the the violence was gratuitous. I mean, they they moved it up to the R rating so they could show some extra stuff in terms of uh, language and violence, and. Uh, some of the violence was just, uh, you didn't need to see the kind of stuff that he was doing over and over and over again. It's kind of like, okay, we, we get the idea. He's got sharp claws. He cuts people's heads off. Okay, let's move on. Um, so I, yeah, as kind of the swan song for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I was uh, sadly disappointed in that movie. So. I'm kind of shocked you said that because I've I've heard nothing but good things from the other my other comic book movie goers uh, about that movie and you're the you're the sole dissenter. Uh, maybe I was in a bad mood or something that day. Um, my eldest daughter was not overly impressed. My youngest daughter said that she she liked it. Um, uh, but if you look at the Wolverine movies themselves, the first one. Yeah, kind of mediocre. This the second one where he was in Japan was 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 a decent movie, and this one was just not. To, to, yeah, to, see, for me, it just didn't make it. The the people that rate them uh, that I listen to on other podcasts and and friends and stuff say this was the best of them. That they, that every Wolverine movie has gotten better than the previous one, and this this was the pinnacle. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can but, see how people. Say I got to, to argue with you on it because I haven't seen it yet, but uh, that's just interesting. I, I, I was when it was over, I was ready. I, you know, I was ready for it to be over. Ready for it to be over. Huh? Okay. Uh, so, so my, my my good pick is also um, related to my kid. My my daughter's finishing up her senior year at UC Davis, and the UC Davis men's basketball team for the first time ever has made the NCAA tournament. So. They uh, won the one-game playoff to, to make it into the bracket, and they will be playing Kansas tomorrow in the uh, number one versus number 16 seed game. So I thought that was pretty cool that uh, for the first time ever they made it as uh, my daughter is on her way out of that school. So go UC Davis Aggies. I'm sure you're going to beat Kansas. <laughs> it sounds, sounds so doable. Good yeah, luck, guys. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think we're done. All right. So that's the show. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Be safe. 
if you think, yes. send us pictures of how you're celebrating. We'd love to see drunk green beer spilling pictures that we can add to our website. Or uh, uh, I guess you guys can't call us anymore. We used to have a phone number. I don't know if that still works or not. You can you can record something on your phone and email it to us. That's probably the easiest way. Yeah, send us yeah, send us bar noise, random bar noise, piano show at gmail.com. We will play all of that stuff on the next show. <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> in fact, that may be our next show. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm going to play us out as soon as I can find our theme. There it is. It might be more thought provoking than that. That's Make sure you eat your Irish soda bread, have your corned beef, your cabbage, and make a generally very stinky weekend out of it. <laughs>